Chris, so welcome to Podcast Peldroid, episode 129. My name is Russell, and uh, it's the first new recording of a new year. Blue the with our Happy New Year to uh, listeners. Uh, and the very great pleasure of uh, Scott McIntosh, who is uh, north of the border in Scotland. We're going to be discussing Ben Woodburn and how he's getting on at Hearts. But Scott, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thanks for having me, Russell. Yeah, feeling great, thanks. You're, you're a Hearts fan. You're involved with uh, the site Amoruso Let's It Run. What do people need to know about uh, yourself, about that site? Yeah, it's, it's kind of born a little bit out of the pandemic, if I'm being completely honest. I think you, you start to get quite nostalgic and you had a bit more spare time on your hands to <laughs> maybe dust down some of the old VHS and, dare I say it, beat a max that you've maybe got in your loft. And uh, just decided to start running some old clips, just converting them onto the laptop, putting a YouTube channel together and just sort of running things daily on the, the Twitter account as well. Just keeps people connected, maybe lets people see clips that they've either forgotten about or never seen before. So, so yeah, it's just really just a case of just doing that and hopefully people are getting some value out of it. Yeah. How long have you been a Hearts fan? So my first game would have been, I think I probably started going around 88 or 89 when I was about four or five. But really the first games I, I really remember were about from about sort of 91, 92 onwards. So you're probably saying the last 30 years or so. And um, it's a decent season Hearts having this year. I mean, I, I we were just saying this off air a moment ago. I, I, think it's, I think it's partly a shame, to be perfectly honest, that you know, the old firm dominates a lot of the discourse that any, I, I guess the average... Uh, middle of the road sort of football fan in Wales um, will we'll, we'll pick up on uh, from from Scotland. Um, you know, it's a much richer footballing kind of culture and, and, and territory than, than just those two clubs. But, um, you know, in terms of best of the rest, because they do tend to dominate, I guess, it's a, it's a good season for you guys. Yeah, I, I think the biggest problem that Scottish football has is that as a nation, we're very self-deprecating, which is really <laughs> good for comedy. But when it comes to marketing your, your, your sport... I don't think we're, we're we're world leaders in that field, and Scottish football is actually it's it's better than what people probably give it credit for. But unfortunately, the exposure does tend to be limited to the old firm, and naturally so. They're they're massive clubs. I mean, if mm. they had the if they had the financial clout that that Sky were offering English Premiership teams, they'd be top six, top eight English sides, no question. Uh, so yeah, but it's been a solid start to the season, and like we're going to go into you know Ben Woodburn's obviously been part of that. I imagine the Wales you tend to talk about is Gary Wales rather than the country. <laughs> we've had one or two. We've had one or two Welsh players. It's never always went too well. So we had Jeremy Goss. Yeah. But it was kindy towards the end of his career. So mm. you know he'd, he'd obviously hit his peak during his days at Norwich, playing in UEFA Cup games and that. But we only had him for about a year, and I think he, he had a lot of sort of issues with being homesick. And he only played about nine or ten games. He had a lot of injury problems as well. So whenever people talk about Welshmen that have played for for Hearts, that's the one that always springs in my mind because I'm mm. always still a big stickler for looking back at the Panini sticker books yeah. that he used to have in the nineties. And that's how you found out about English players. You know, the exposure to the game wasn't as much as it is now. Yeah, yeah. No, the same here. I, I was looking at the the Amoruso. I give it a plug. Amoruso uh, lets it run dot com. Uh, there's some them hyphens in there separating the words. And I was looking through some of the, the pictures you got there and there's um, players, I, they kind of just pop into my head and it's purely and simply um, Panini stickers that did it. People like yeah. Fraser Wishart. Yeah. I, you know, it just just some, some names like that and uh, very, uh, very nostalgic. And uh, I was in a meeting the other day, actually digressing slightly, and somebody said, after about five minutes of talking about this stuff, someone said, um, what, what's a Panini? 
<laughs> that's literally asked and a man child of mine just sort of was just like <laughs> cringing but anyway anyway so 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 ben woodburn i'd actually forgotten this and it was in the course of doing the research of this he was shortlisted for the 2017 golden boy award which is um uh, one of these more modern awards obviously sports journalists create the shortlist of young footballers in europe who've had an impressive calendar year and he made the shortlist, Kylian Mbappe, whatever happened to him, um, he won it. Uh, and Ben Woodburn was made, made the shortlist. Such was the impact that he had, both for Liverpool in terms of, of scoring on his debut, I think still one of, if not the youngest goal scorer for them. A phenomenal impact for Wales, scoring within a couple of minutes of his, his, his full de- well, his debut, let alone full, to really rescue a, a performance against Austria um, in, in, um, in 2017 where you know Chris Coleman had got it all wrong tactically they they should have been two well certainly one maybe two ahead at half time he corrected it to be fair to him in the second half Coleman but we were we were laboring Woodburn comes on scores a, a terrific winner and suddenly you think wow you know the world's his oyster sort of thing and then it's not kind of happened really for him several lone moves that really haven't haven't achieved and haven't amounted to a great deal and it sort of felt, I said this in, to you in an email, it felt personally, from my point of view, not the last roll of the dice, Christy's Chris, still a young man, but that sense that actually if he's going to have a career at EPL level, upper championship level, this loan spell feels to me as if it's got to it's got to amount to something. It's got to be goals, assists, the hard stats, but it's got to be changing games and things like that. So that's kind of coming into it. Um, he signed on a, a season-long loan. How's, how's, how's it gone so far? <laughs> Yeah, it's. I, I feel. I feel really sorry for Ben because I do think there's a there's a lot of things that that go against him just now, and I think one of them is almost the timing of him being a footballer, given what I believe to be his preferred role. I do think that playing in that sort of number ten playmaker role would suit him best, but mm. if you look at the modern game, that role's kind of not mm. in vogue just now. You know, a lot of teams play with three up top, they want them to high press and there's not really someone playing in that sort of deeper role behind the main front man. So I think that goes against them. And and other things as well uh, that we might sort of lead on to regarding Hearts have been setting up with a new shape this season. So obviously they're still partially recruitment and sort of finding that balance that they're still trying to get as a squad. And also the rotational side that our manager, Robbie Nielsen, sort of prefers as well. So there has been frustrations that you've you've seen coming out of his game. He, he went through a spell round about October, November, where he, I think he picked up three bookings in a row and it, it was all petrous, you know, bookings. It was just things for, you know, talking back to the referee or maybe leaning in with an elbow and you could just sense that he was starting to feel the same way as the crowd were in terms of there'd been that hype, there'd been that expectation and he wasn't quite hitting the heights that people were expecting of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know Robbie Nielsen obviously had a spell previously as Hearts manager but is there a sense then coming into this was this his second season yeah it's hard to yeah. Just, yeah, lose track of it with the, the pandemic and stuff um, is there a sense then he's kind of at the start of a project he's you know he's still looking to mould a, a squad into what he's looking for you know, the pandemic brings its own headaches in terms of disruptions and, and, and everything else um, and the need to sort of maybe rotate squads and things, but that's clearly a uh, you know as 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 a as a loan signing. You know, Nielsen has obviously you know approved and sanctioned that and, and and wanted that player. It's not like he's inherited you know a loan signing that that that, that wasn't signed on his watch. Yeah, and and I think one of the other things that sort of hampers 
Ben's progress, and and I'll give you the, uh, you know, the due credit for this, Russell. This isn't my own research, but you'd obviously said earlier, just prior to us coming on air, that he'd only completed one ninety, but yeah. that's more down to Robbie Nielsen favouring okay. a system amongst wide players where they'll play sixty minutes, then somebody will come on and freshen things up. It's something he tends to do regardless of performance, so it's a trend that you tend to see in the heart sides when it comes to our wider players. Yeah, damn, damn statistics. There's uh, <laughs> always a bit more to it, but about, I suppose that's that's. I guess that's probably one of the things that, that that Wales fans or football fans in Wales would probably be slightly relieved to, to hear. I suppose. I mean, to what extent is he? I, I don't think he's a goal scoring sort of player. He's not a he's not a, not a striker as you, as you point out. He's more in that number ten role. Which incidentally, I mean, no one really anytime soon is dislodging Aaron Ramsey from that role in the in the in the Wales setup. And I suspect there's probably one or two players ahead of Ben Woodburn in in the pecking order. You know, is he affecting games? Is he? You know, there's there is that that sense that he can really impose himself on games because he has the talent. Is it? Is it? Is it maybe a belief thing with him? You know, is he? Is he affecting games? He he seems like quite a a sort of placid mm. and and very sort of level headed young man. I I don't know if if he knows his own ability and he knows that he could probably take the game by the scruff of the neck, mm. given the ability that he has. One of the other things that's went against him is that with this new system, we tend to favour a 3-4-3 system, but we currently don't have the personnel to fill out the wide midfielder role in the way that Robbie Nielsen would prefer. We've started to fix that. We've brought somebody in uh, this month who'll hopefully you know, fix the sort of right side of the park. But because we're not getting width from the wide areas, the two players, which tends to be Woodburn and one other, who are supposed to play predominantly as narrow number 10s behind their main frontman, Liam Boyce, tend to get dragged out wide. And mm. from what I've seen in Woodburn, I don't think that's his game. He's got a decent turn of pace and he's got decent ability in terms of, you know, one-on-one situations. But I do think finding pockets of space behind the front man is probably his best asset in Fred and Balls through. Mm. His two best performances for the club have actually come by playing in an alternate uh, or an alternate in the front three formation when we've not had a recognised front man and he's either been the focal point or he's been sharing that role with two other wide men and that was against Dundee United and Ross County which are the, the two games in which he's scored in so there's definitely you know uh, there's definitely things to be positive about and I do think he can still bring value to the team over the next four months but it is pretty much on a knife edge just now. It could go either way, given what we've seen of him when he has been frustrated, and that sometimes came out in his performances. Yeah, yeah. I guess this probably does a, a, a disservice to you know clubs like Hearts and, and and the rest of the SPL. But how's he figured in the in the games against the old firm? Because that would be the sort of games that people perhaps would tend to be inclined to maybe take a little bit more notice of, fairly or unfairly. He's probably struggled more so in those games, and it's just purely down to the fact that possession-wise, Hearts right. go from maybe having 60 per percent possession which they would do against other teams and maybe only seeing maybe 25 to 30 percent of the ball yeah and again he's i mean he obviously comes through the liverpool system so you'd imagine he's been trained and conditioned to play a, a high pressing style which is what liverpool have adopted for mm. a number of seasons but he's not really shown that in a hearts jersey uh, i'm not saying he's he's work shy but i wouldn't say he presses the game quite as high as i would have expected when we signed him so that's been a, a bit of an issue. But again, how much of that comes down to him and how much that comes down to the instructions he's been given, I'm afraid I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to claim to follow Liverpool in it with any kind of forensic attention, but he's, he's a Liverpool player, but he doesn't feel like a Liverpool player. Does that make sense? You know, I don't yeah. see a future for him there, and I think I think that's pretty much the, the accepted consensus now. Um, I'd have to double-check, to be honest, as to when his contract is up there. But it's, it's, it's up at the end of the season, actually. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. it wouldn't be too far away. There'd be no more than one year on it. It's that sense that... You know, he hasn't figured for Liverpool for a number of years. You know, he's had loan spells, and there's lots of players that have those. I mean, you know, Ethan Ampadu is another player in our setup who's had any number of loan spells, and he's playing out with Venezia at the minute. But it's that sense that, dare I say, it's probably sounds harsh on the minute, but it's almost that imposter syndrome. You know, he's a player at Liverpool, but he's not a Liverpool player. So where he goes next, as I said, I think that's why it's, it's such a such a key season. But you're in your you're in your winter break. Um, that's been pulled forward, hasn't it? That's been that's been obviously disrupted or, or maybe it's opportune um, that's been pulled forward is it because of, of, of pandemic and lockdown and stuff isn't it yeah when do things resume and what would you be hoping to see both both from the club I suppose but also from from him yeah so the players reported back to training just a few days ago uh, the first game back for the SPL will be on Monday Hibs play Celtic and then the rest of the, the fixture list is played out on the Tuesday so we're at home to St Johnston uh, really in terms of the club you know, we're five points ahead of fourth, seven points ahead of fifth. So a European spot and hopefully a cup run is, is probably what we're looking on. And that would build on the, the progress of getting promoted last season. And it would hopefully give us a foundation to build on for, you know, the summer transfer window as well. In terms of Woodburn, I'd, I'd be surprised if he was here past this season. And it, that's not just regarding performances. I, I just think, generally speaking, wage demands... Even although he's out of contract, there would be things such as uh, compensation due to Liverpool as a developing club, and he's obviously played international football and that, so I don't know how much of a, a sort of transfer or compensation fee would be needed to try and acquire his services. But the more I see of him, and like you've already alluded to, Russell, with regards to his previous spells at you know Blackpool, Oxford, Sheffield United, he does strike me as someone who maybe needs to be away from the the standard hustle and bustle in British football. He maybe mm. could benefit from playing abroad, mm. uh, having a bit more time on the ball, letting his technical ability sort of uh, do all the talking. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up, but I'd, I would be surprised if it's a harsh. And it's and it's it's interesting you should say that because, uh, like I said, Ethan Ambadou's at Venezia. He's been at uh, Leipzig. You've got Ravi Matondo signed for Schalke. He's on loan in Belgium. Uh, Dylan Levitt, who's, who's having a spell... Uh, at Dundee United, he's uh, you know he was in Croatia. We got Robbie Burton playing, I think, in, um, in in that neck of the woods as well. So you know there are a lot of young Welsh players, um, players from from across the UK as well, um, uh, but just through a Welsh lens, uh, who are seeking to to go to the continent to play. So yeah, that 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 strikes me as something that perhaps would be both not only in his interest, but it seems to me something that, you know, frankly, it seems to be quite feasible as well, given that the plethora of players that are doing it from young players from the UK. You know, it does, does strike me as maybe strange that he's had League One spells rather than maybe seeking seeking the con- the continental approach. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where he goes. I mean, in terms of what he has said about living and playing in Edinburgh, playing for Hearts, is he, is he sounding like he's enjoying his football? Because I can imagine it's only been a frustrating three, two or three seasons for him, you know, with these young loan spells. Yeah, generally I'd say, you know, he certainly seems to have the, the characteristic and the personality of someone who can settle into a squad, and it does seem to be a squad that does settle quite well. There's been various sort of Instagram and other social media platform pictures of him sort of enjoying dinners at other 
housemates, you know, uh, sort of homes and that. So mm. he, he seems to have kind of bedded in well with the team. I think there's just a there's just a bit of inner confidence that I think he, he is struggling with, and hopefully the goal that he scored just prior to the you know the shutdown will have done mm. him some good, and he can kick on now. Yeah, I was looking at that, and it's uh, yes. Yeah, you kind of sort of wonder perhaps you know, the, the, the break came at the wrong time for him, maybe, if he was just about to hit his straps. But... Yeah, possibly. Scott, really grateful for your time. Um, all the best for the rest of the season. Um, I'm having a look at the table. You mentioned any points you were ahead of fourth and uh, and fifth. And then I, as I was looking, I noticed who it was in fifth as well. It's, uh, it's your Edinburgh neighbours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When's the next derby? Uh, next derby is start of February. Okay. What you say, February the 4th. Okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe some... Um, Listeners of ours and some Welsh friends, and maybe keep half an eye on that. And uh, and I know he's you know, he's obviously on people's radar, but um, yeah, it's always interesting to get a bit more of a uh, you know a club lens uh, applied to, to to a player like uh, like Woodburn in this situation, as opposed to just going through the media, uh, you know, BBC and so on, uh, newspaper reports and things. Uh, hoping to do something with a Dundee United fan podcast again, doing similar with Dylan Levitt at um, at Dundee United. I see her on a dreadful run of form actually. <laughs> um, prior to the they lost their five, at least at least at least their last five prior to the to the break. But yeah, but um, back to heart, Scott. Yeah, again, once again, thank you, uh, and all the best for the rest of the season. Not a problem. Thanks for having me on, Russell. Back to Ben Woodburn! Oh!